Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 65 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about cuckoo, cuckoo clocks. Cuckoo clocks. I hate those things. What? Well, they're just so noisy and take a lot of work to keep up. I'm not a big fan. Now, no. I've I've owned them. I own in my in my restoration shop. We did new and used pianos, and I also had floor clocks and cuckoo clocks and music related cabinets and artwork. And I decided to take a big floor clock home. You know, grandfather clock. It, it was a fair amount of work to get it adjusted, and then a fair amount of work to keep it going. So when we finally downsized and moved down and said, this clock's got to go. So I find them interesting. I like to see them. And yes. I do see cuckoo clocks around. And some people are just fanatical about them. One thing that I noticed when I was checking eBay this morning is not that there were so many clocks, although there were over a thousand sold items for, for cuckoo clocks. I was impressed by the number of bidders. Those things have a lot of bidders, so there's a lot of interest in them. Uh, and the trick is going to be finding them and evaluating them, because that's not the kind of thing that you find at a yard sale or garage sale. Some of the bigger flea markets slash antique sales, you'll find them. But very often, you, you very often you see things like that laying out on the table, and if you can't check, you can't check it out if it's lying on a table. Yeah, I've seen them, Wayne. I've seen them broken. Mm -hmm. I've seen them laying on tables at garage sales or in a box with, right. you know, the the weighted pine cones. Right. I've seen parts laying around, and right. I'll generally i'll I'll pay attention. I I'll be honest. I've never sold any on consignment. I've only sold my own. Right. I if I see them, I will investigate them because I've made pretty good money just on the parts. Well, there's enough activity in cuckoo clocks and you know clocks in general that parts are always in demand, and there are sites online that specialize in clock parts, and you can usually find what you want there. But of course, you'll pay a premium for it. And sometimes if you're buying a small part, the shipping will cost more than the part. So my approach to anything that's old and mechanical and might be in need of repair is that, first of all, I'll check. I will want it to work. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean I'm not going to buy it because, like you said, there's a market for the parts. But... I never buy anything like that with the intention of fixing it up and selling it. Yeah. Because that is just a big hole you can throw money in. Yeah. I had a restoration shop for decades, and it takes a lot of time to do a nice job. And anyone that has been a crafter and tried to sell things at craft fairs knows how difficult it is to get payment for your time to get your time back, your investment of time that you put into creating these things. So my feeling is 
if it does, if you can't be absolutely sure that it works, then don't pay any more for it than you would pay for parts, you know, mm-hmm. pay for it to use it as parts. Yeah. I, I think they're absolutely beautiful though. I, I really enjoy a good working cuckoo clock on the wall and watching the movement. And I think, it, I think they're enjoyable to look at. So you turn off Netflix at night and you'll watch your cuckoo clock. Is that right? <laughs> no, I don't own one. <laughs> I might think differently if I did. It might, you know, like you say, I'm sure it can get annoying. Um, but the mechanical, I mean, there's so many different kinds. There's, there, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is the standard, you know, cuckoo bird popping out. Right. But then you have the, the like the wooden shoe people, you know, right. turning in a circle. Right. And, you know, I've seen ballerinas as well. I've seen lots of bears. Yeah, there, there's a, a variety of ways that they put these things together. And one of the first things that you want to look for in determining whether or not you're going to buy a clock is uh, the style of the clock. A sure. traditional Black Forest clock, and these things have been made for over 300 years in the Black Forest area of Germany, are hand-carved and gorgeous and of course they also cost a fortune but black forest clocks you can tell because it has forest scenes carved into it like leaves and vines and trees and animals and and that's where the the pine cone weights came from pine cone style they were of course initially they were uh, cast iron and cast into the shape of a, of a pine cone. And it's the weights and the pull of gravity that operates the clock. But that's one style. Then there's another style that is sort of based on uh, Swiss chalets. And it has the A-line roof and mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. And that that's another style. And then you have uh, modern ones. I've seen modern ones, like, for example, uh, I've seen cuckoo clocks made out of Budweiser beer cans. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's there's mid-century modern. There's just a lot of different styles of clock. And, of course, style is going to be one of the main reasons that people buy a clock. Because they're going to look at it, it's it's decorative. Yeah, uh, I mean they they do keep time, but there's no way they're going to keep time as as well as your uh, Apple Watch or your phone. Right. Well, and the other the annoying part is winding them, you know, with the weights. Well, for those that are interested, let, let me throw a few things out here. And of course, if you're if you're interested, you probably know these things already, but cuckoo clocks are not as common as they used to be. I used to see them regularly, but not too much anymore. Uh, one of the first things that you'll want to look at is the case itself, the wood, because reproductions and knockoffs are common. You see them all the time. You'll see hand-carved cases, and you'll see mass-produced simulated hand-carved cases. 
And the way you tell the difference is in a mass-produced faux hand-carved case, it's, it's very symmetrical. The image will, the carving will look exactly the same on the left side and the right side because the way that those things are cut is they're cut with metal dies. And they have a die, it's basically a pattern, and they'll heat it. Uh, so it's not quite hot enough to burn the wood, but hot enough to make an impression. And then they'll take a piece of wood and they'll press this die into it, with, depending on the wood and the, and the die, a certain pressure point until it makes the impression into the wood. You'll see a lot of uh, supposedly hand-carved Victorian chairs that aren't hand-carved at all. It's pressed wood. So you need to check the, uh, the clock to see if it's uh, pressed wood or uh, carved wood or even wood at all, because some of the newer uh, faux uh, fake clocks are made out of a manufactured wood. And it's, you know, veneered and it's got edge banding and that sort of thing on it. And they, they look real nice, but they're not going to bring the prices that hand-carved ones are. So you want to have a look at the style and you want to have a look at the wood. And then the next thing would be the number of weights that it has. Uh, it, a clock needs, well, a clock can run on one weight, but most of them are going to have two weights. One's going to run the clock. The other one's going to run the, uh, the other things like the cuckoo and, you know, turning the sound off and on and that sort of thing. But if it's got three weights, then it will play music. It will give, uh, you know, for example, the clock I had would give a Westminster chime. So if it's got three weights, it's going to be more valuable than a clock that has two weights. The number of notes that it plays will, will make a difference. And of course, the figures and the animation and and uh, if it has hand painting, all of those things will inform the price of a clock. Uh, so if you see something lying on a table and you pick it up and it's not working and you can't try it out, that's not going to completely discount your buying it. Because if you pick it up and look at it and you can tell that it's real wood and it's hand carved and it's got three weights buy it. <laughs> if the price is right, buy it. Yeah. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to take a break and we'll pause for a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Dealers, you don't have to build your own reference library. WorthPoint has done it for you. With WorthPoint's digital library, you can access over 1,000 books on antiques and collectibles in one convenient place. Find the info you need quickly. Search books by title or author or subject. Dig deep using a keyword search. Don't waste time digging through pages of Google results. Get there quicker with WorthPoint. For a seven-day, seven-look-up-free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about cuckoo clocks. Let's pick up where we left off. I don't usually look at items that are from like the Bradford exchange or Franklin Mint or things like that. However, the Bradford exchange made some amazing cuckoo clocks. Mm -hmm. 
Like, for example, one just sold on eBay and it was the Munsters and it sold for $1,480, $1,480 with 36 bids. Wow. And all I could think about was, you know, Eddie Munster and, and Lily and everybody going, <laughs> going around in a cuckoo clock. How cool would that be? Well, that, that would be. I, I wouldn't put it in my bedroom. But uh. <laughs> but the top selling one on eBay that sold for two thousand five hundred, and it was a a fixed price, and they got their asking price at two thousand five hundred. You'll never guess what kind of cuckoo clock it was. Um, you're right. <laughs> Ninja turtles. Really. <laughs> Well, see, those kind of things are are would be perfect for a kid's room, and they're they're going to be the ones to pay twenty five hundred dollars for it. Right? Yeah, they're a little hard to find now. The monsters, I mean, I've seen them, you know, go down in price. That person got so much for theirs because they had it on auction. Right. Because there's some that sold for four hundred new in the box, and it was a buy it now. Kind of cheated themselves out of a <laughs> out of a higher price. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, I think some folks are afraid of, of auctions. Well, let's explore that line of thinking a little bit. Now, you're really well-versed in, in eBay. There are few people in the country who are as good at mining eBay as you are. So let's explore. If you're, I've seen on eBay prices of these clocks as low as 10 bucks and as high as two or $3,000. So if you're going to use eBay in sourcing, how would you go about determining uh, the quality of a clock and the value, the price of a clock, when the people who are listing the clocks probably don't know that much about them? How would you find uh, clocks on eBay to sell, to resell? Well, to be honest with you, after um, doing my research, for this show, the Bradford exchange, I I'm sold on them now and I'm going to pay a lot more attention to how people have them listed because people that don't understand the process of research are going to be just listing these at a fixed price at their best guess. And like the Munsters was a perfect example. Sure. Pick it up for you know four hundred and sell it for two thousand. Of course, Bradford Exchange licenses these characters, the monsters sure. and turtles and and so on. There are quite a few. I don't know if they're still producing these clocks. I'd have to do more research, but they're they're absolutely adorable clocks. I actually have a movement clock in my living room that. Um, on the hour, it plays a Beatles tune, mm -hmm. and it's just animated. It moves, and it's um, it's gorgeous. But I love the sound. I like the sound of a clock that has movement. It's fun to look at with lights. Now, is this uh, have a quartz movement, or is it a mechanical movement? Does it tick, and do you have to wind the weights up on it? Yes. No. It's a mechanical. It's yeah, it's all mechanical. It's it runs on batteries. Right. Yeah, it's animated and and I actually saw it in 
the gift shop at Mayo Clinic. <laughs> if it runs on batteries, it's going. It's not going to be a, an entirely mechanical clock. It's going to be a quartz clock. Okay, but it moves. Right. It, it will move, yeah. Animated, maybe. Right. <laughs> animated would be a better description. It's animated. Gotcha. Because you'll see those all the time, too. You see very beautiful clocks uh, that are reproductions of older clocks, but they right. have quartz movements in them. And they may even have weights hanging down. The weights don't sure. do anything. And in a cuckoo clock, floor clock, any kind of mechanical clock, it's gravity pulling down on the weights, and the weights are on chains, and the chains move gears, and they just mm -hmm. keep going down. And then you have to wind them ever so often. Now, you can get cuckoo clocks that are what are called one-day clocks, which means you have to wind them every day. And then you can get eight-day clocks, which are more expensive, but the eight-day clocks you wind about once a week. And the eight-day clocks cost more than the one-day clocks. The clocks with fully geared mechanical clockworks in them are more expensive than quartz clocks. Quartz clocks are a lot less trouble, a lot less hassle. And if you're just going for the look on the wall rather than being a collector, then those are fine. I suspect that the Bradford Exchange and Disney and, and the licensed character clocks are hitting those prices because they are the character clocks and there's a lot of value put on the characters and they probably didn't make a whole lot of them. Guess what? I'm at the Bradford Exchange website and you can buy them. So this is really interesting because on their website, bradfordexchange.com, you can search for cuckoo clocks and you can take a look at, you know, what they're offering. There there are Disney clocks on there, $325, $149. So this would be a good way to um, do your research and take a look at what's available, what's still on the market, because it looks like they're still making them. It's interesting. I wonder if the Munsters is on there. Yeah, well, what I would be curious to see is if uh, – there are clocks that you can pick up new in a box and flip for more money on eBay. Exactly. Exactly. Because a lot of people aren't going to know about that. They're just going to be searching on eBay for clocks. Yeah, so who knew? I mean, I just got curious myself. And I did a Google search and boom. I was like, oh, the Bradford Exchange is still selling these clocks. Not all of them. So this would be a good opportunity to take a look and see what's out of stock, like what's not being sold anymore. This is how you could tell. So if you go look up, you know, go to their website direct, I mean, you can't get any, any closer than that. So go to their website and see what's, you know, then you could have that rare, that word that people tend to overuse. <laughs> right. Rare. Exactly. Well, you know, one of our first episodes was on Zippo lighters. And on the Zippo website, they have, uh, of course, they have their own store and you can buy things online, but they also have a section of their store that's discontinued items. They're not, oh. not making them anymore. So, you know, if you were to pick up some stuff there, and I would be inclined to hold it for a year or two, if you can buy things like that new in a box and flip them on eBay, that would that would be good. 
you know when the market's hot, you sell. You don't sit on the Beanie Babies. <laughs> Which we learned the hard way, right? Don't sit on them, sell them. <laughs> you know, here's here's another thing. I One of the better places to buy uh, cuckoo clocks is at an estate sale. Because you'll go there, chances are good it's on the wall. Uh, chances yeah. are also good that the people having the sale don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, they may not have parts. They may not have a key to wind it up. It's just kind of there. So that's a good place to, to look for them. But another thing that people often overlook, I mean, we've talked about online shopping for uh, Salvation Army and Goodwill and places like that. But there's a website that I used to advertise on when, when I had my uh, estate and auction business. It's called auctionzip.com. Are you familiar with that? I am. Okay. Yeah. And for those who aren't, uh, the idea, of course, behind Auction Zip is you go to their website and you can put in the keyword that you're looking for, like cuckoo clock or monsters <laughs> or, or whatever. And uh, then you put in your zip code and how far you're willing to travel to an auction. And, and they'll bring up a calendar with all the auctions they have where the auctioneer has listed that keyword in their listing. And you'll find both online and live auctions that are within your geographical area that you've set, and then the total number of live auctions. So I mean, you could have, you could be, <laughs> you could go on and put cuckoo clocks into Auction Zip and set up a notification so that whenever that keyword came up for anybody, you'd get a notification on it. You could be having five, six, ten of these uh, auctions coming into your inbox every day and you just kind of troll it a little bit and and see what you can find but that's something you can do from the comfort of home you don't have to put gas in your car and go around beating these auctions right well one other little tip i wanted to share was you know how i always talk about title every word's a bait piece of bait on the hook right. that you throw out to the eBay C right. and every word is um, increases your odds for a sale. So cuckoo can be spelled a couple different ways. And I would add both spellings of cuckoo C O O and also C U C K O O. Right. Go a little cuckoo. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that when I was looking online that that uh, there were more spellings C-O-O-C-O-O -O -O than there were C-U-K-O-O. -O. But I, when I went in initially, that I spelled it with C-U-K. I know. But that does make a difference. You're right. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely. I was wondering if you would catch that when I messaged you on C-O-O. <laughs> I was waiting for you to correct me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm making a point not to correct my friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> or, I or I wouldn't have any left. So, <laughs> yep. Okay, Dana. Well, that's it for today. The cuckoo clock on my wall, besides making rude remarks to me about every 15 minutes, I can <laughs> tell that it's time to go. So let's wrap this one up. It's been crazy, baby. 
<laughs> yes, I'm cuckoo for Flip It or Skip It podcast. That's right. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye, Wayne. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.